Okay, what is up, guys? Welcome back to the ninth episode of The Random Show. Hey. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, a lot of stuff from the TikTok giving $1 billion in total to creators, all the way to um, the best car in the world. So um, before we get started, we do want to say that um, our condolences go out to all the people and families who lost their homes, who lost their lives in the um, explosion in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to say that um, our condolences go out to you guys. Yeah. But um, before we get started, make sure to go follow us on all of our socials. Bobby. At the Random Show 2020 on both Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, again, just to mention, uh, last week we had our first ever break week, which is like, I guess, like we, we will try not to do that, but we we just hadn't really, need, we just kind of needed a break from one week, and also to give condolences to um, the families in Lebanon. But uh, hopefully, we won't be doing too many breaks, and we'll be able to keep uh, putting new episodes out every Tuesday to Wednesday night just for y'all. So yeah. Yeah, so um, let's get right into our first subject. Bobby, you got this one. All right, Ben. Um, so TikTok actually picked, uh, has already picked the first recipients of its $1 billion um, creator fund. I think they've already given uh, or have already have like $200 million like ready for this. Um, but on July 22nd, which was not too um, long ago, they announced that they were going to be doing this, giving a lot of creators out there. So now, if you are a popular creator on TikTok, instead of only having to get sponsors to make money or being able to get like brand deals, which is the same thing per se, um, instead of having to do like all these extra things to just because you were already famous from TikTok, now you will actually be able to receive money directly from TikTok. So it says here two hundred million dollars. I'm pretty sure TikTok officially announced that it was one billion, but seen in business says two hundred million. I think that's the um maybe it's the amount that they've already um given out yeah so tiktok has already named 19 accounts that they have chosen as the first recipients from this fund um which featuring uh mr b stavani and several more um i know that or not uh, not mr Beast. i mean david dobrik same difference <laughs> not really um but on Monday, they did name these 19 accounts, which TikTok says projected to amass $1 billion in the U.S. over the next three years. And it says in the U.S. over the next three years, which is, of course, stating or at least hoping that TikTok will be around in the U.S. over the next three years. Um, something I do wonder about that, I bet you have too, Matt, is whether or not the creators will still be able to get money from TikTok if like the U.S. creators, which majority are if tiktok doesn't exist in america that is something kind of weird matt yeah that's like that's a big problem but i think one thing that people have done is instagram has made its own thing called reels Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've seen that yet but it's kind of um people have been saying instagram made it to keep people off of tiktok but um i don't think it's working very well yeah has it been uh has it been launched yet yeah it is it's been live for maybe a week now yeah, so um, it's exactly the same thing as TikTok. People have been uploading their TikToks onto Reels. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, if TikTok goes down, then I, um, I'm pretty sure that like most of um, them will go to that. I think that's also one of the reasons why Instagram did that. Not only purely because like once a bunch of people lose TikTok, they're gonna be like, oh no, what are we gonna do now? And then Instagram Reels shows up at the perfect time. It's like, hey, what's up? Just like how COVID nineteen yeah. started, and then Zoom. Sort of like yo, brand new. 
Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Zoom. I mean, we're not, like, we're not conspiracists. It's a good coincidence. It's a good, co- it's a good, it's a good coincidence. Not a planned coincidence. We're not conspiracists. I promise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd say like most of the big TikTok creators will probably switch over to Instagram Reels. But if it does stay and an American company does buy it and Trump allows it, then um, there'll be one billion dollars. That's a lot of money, and especially for like. And they've only named like 19 accounts so far, and I'm pretty sure they've given two million dollars to the overall to those 19 accounts. And that's that's a lot of money, guys. That's a lot of money, and I guarantee you, like one billion dollars, they're going to be giving a lot of money to a lot of people. So yeah. Yeah. So just to give you guys a little idea of what um the requirements are, so they're just not giving this money to anyone. Mm-hmm. The applicants must be 18 years old or older. This kind of assures that they're going to be responsible with this money. And I bet um, there are some legal problems with giving money to, like, just giving tons of money to kids that are under 18. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Charlie um, D'Amelio is 16 years old. Uh, the most popular TikToker and most likely won't even get this money for a while. That's pretty the, funny. The followers also need to be living in the U.S. So no, um, uh, like, applicants outside of the U.S., um, yeah. They must have a baseline of 10k followers, and have um had at least 10,000 video views in the last 30 days. Whoa! I just realized, um, Josh, my brother, actually has over like, um, almost has 20k right now. So, and he turns 18 soon. So like, I maybe mean, maybe Josh will be getting some cash. Who knows? <laughs> Bob's brother might get like just suddenly start stacking the bills in his room oh yeah hey guys guys go follow his tiktok it's at aa baby j yeah yeah we also support <laughs> this tiktok yes okay pretty much. i think that just about wraps it up for that segment now i'm gonna be moving on to something that some people might find interesting some people might not depending on which phone you use i mm-hmm. guess um so samsung has actually recently really stepped up its game um yeah. In this competition against Apple, it has launched several new um, iWatches called the Galaxy Watch. Um, it has launched, um, it's like earbuds, I think it's what they are, and also yeah. new phones. Samsung's earbuds, it's, yeah. It's also launched these new tablets, which are really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So um, just to give you guys a breakdown of it, they have launched uh, two new um, Samsung watches. Yeah. The Galaxy Watch Active and the Watch Active 2 mm-hmm. are the current lineup, and they will be available for purchase starting on August 6th. Um, so they're already up for purchase um, yeah. for 400 bucks, which is, I mean, yeah. it kind of prices the same as the Apple Watch. Yeah, so if you're like a Samsung fan or you want like a Fit Watch as well that still looks like... The thing about like these Samsung watches is they they work like an Apple Watch will, but instead of having that like kind of like a square design, like a iPhone would, it's kind of it still looks like a watch. So yeah, it's just it's just so, kind of like that smartwatch feel with an actual watch look. So yeah, yeah. So the crazy thing about it is that these don't only monitor the time or they don't take texts. They still do those things, but they mm-hmm. actually the Watch Three will be able to gain blood oxygen, um, sure. and it's monitoring your blood oxygen. And um, in some places, it's going to be able to monitor your blood pressure and your um, EKG, which is your heartbeat, essentially. Hmm. And Samsung cool. says it's working with the FDA to obtain clearance for those features in the U.S. because those are currently out of the U.S. 
I mean, I don't know. Is that kind of like stalking or? Nah. I mean, how, that... how, how, how would how would monitoring your blood be stalking? Like, what okay, are they gonna do? Sell to China? Oh, you can determine people's like. Like oh health physical. and like what condition they are in i yeah i mean like i see that but like i don't think there's will be any problem with that um something I mean, yeah. something something cool it also has an oled dis um oled display which is like something that televisions have yeah uh, like i mean on a watch that's 45 millimeters that's that's pretty good that's pretty litty um, um also- another th- another thing is that they do actually run um okay with android phones um, obviously, they work best with Samsungs, and they re- they don't really play at all well with the iPhone. Even so, um, Samsung's technical supports connect to iOS. Samsung's wearable platform is generally considered to be better than Google than Google's own Wear OS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, they do also have some new phones and tablets coming out. Uh, you want to talk more about that, Matt? Yeah. So, um. The Samsung Galaxy Note 20 um, was unpacked at a live blog event. Mm -hmm. And so um, essentially what they did is they held an online only unpacked event to announce its latest products. And um, they announced Note 20, the Note 20 Ultra, the Galaxy Buds, um, the Galaxy Watch 3, the Tab S7 and the S7 Plus tablets, which are like, that's a lot of stuff to be talking about yeah i like but um the, all right. um yeah something just hilarious a live blog like it's a blog and like you're watching talking about the specs of phones i just find that so funny and like even the name it's just called samsung unpacked fall 2020 live blog yeah and just showing people it's like it's like thank you for flying the verge.com anyways thank you so much for watching along with us we have all the news up at verge.com it's a website you should check it out Thanks for joining. And it's just like a bunch of people from Samsung on this blog, and it's hilarious. It's it's. I just find it funny. I just find it funny though. Yeah. Um. So not only that, Samsung has actually upped its game like to another level on its tablets. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're not nearly as popular as the iPad. Yeah. But um, Samsung has still been really opening up their variety, and they have the Galaxy Tab S7 and Tab S7 Plus. Um, are both the new iPad models. They will be in several colors. You mean tablet models? Yeah, tablet models. And they will be available this fall, actually, um, at the price of $700 or $649 and $849. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that price for a Samsung tablet. Well, I mean, I mean if, if it's going to be as high quality as, for instance, an iPad, and if it's going to be their like top of their line versions of their tablets, then I'd say like for like iPads, you can get some for like a thousand. You can get anyone like where from anywhere from June 500 to thousand because they have like different models and different powers of it. But like if they're new ones are going to be 800 and let's say it is up to the like, what is the word up to the challenge up to like the level of apples, then I'd say, that, I mean, that's a decent price. Yeah. I mean, not only is it just the iPad, you can also get keyboard cases like a lot of uh, the tablets. You can get keyboard cases. You can get keyboard cases like um they do on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both models come with a Samsung S Pen stylus yeah. in the box, with magnetically attaches and charges on the back of the tablet, which is pretty cool. They both obviously have the OLED display mm-hmm. like the TV. Yeah. 
And, um, I mean, the screens are pretty big, 10 and a half inch screens and then a 12 inch model. So, I mean, yeah, Samsung's really doing some cool stuff here. Yeah. I just had something. You can also get a mouse for them, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I just had a really funny joke I was going to say about it, but then I forgot it and now I'm sad. I can't remember what it was. It was something good. Um, so should we be getting on to our next subject, Matt? Yeah, Bobby, you got right. this one. I will kick us off. So there is a new car out, which is a hydrogen electric supercar that is hell-bent on redefining high speed. So it is called the Hyperion XP1, and it is the culmination of cutting-edge technology and promises 1,000 miles to tank of hydrogen. So mm. this is insane. And this this like is the coolest car you've ever seen. Like in terms of sports car, like this thing has you go check it you out. Go, go Google like, it right now. Right now, while you're listening to this, go Google up the Hyperion XP1. Um This is like the car. This is the car. This is like the coolest car you've ever seen. It looks like a mix between like a Bugatti, a McLaren, and a Ferrari. Like it and then with some Lamborghinis in it, too. And it's run on hydrogen. Yeah. No. So this is the first car to ever be released that is run on hydrogen. And it's, it's part of, electric, too. It's not only part of yeah. It's part electric and hydrogen. Like It's essentially hybrid with, like, yeah. um, electric and hydrogen modes. Yeah. Which so, is pretty crazy. So here I am. I'm going to read off of this article um, gifted to us by CNET. So Hyperion, which is the car slash brand calls it an educational tool but the xp1 looks like something out of a sci-fi flick with its hydrogen fuel cell power tank so something that actually curves around the edges of the car on the outside over the windshield is a hydrogen fuel cell it's legit like curving around the um the sides of the car with like black and blue lining it looks insane it looks so amazing like if you're able to make your like your fuel tank look like something that's part of your car that looks that cool and futuristic that's insane then you've done something right if you can do that you've done something right and something cool about this is like this this car the hyperion xp1 is has been like 10 has been like worked on for 10 years with it been between research of hundreds of engineers and sciences um scientists with southern california um firm hoping it'll redefine what a supercar can be after show um showcasing the car last wednesday so one week ago to be clear, this isn't some production car ready for purchase in a couple months. Rather, it's a prototype that shows what Hyperion is capable of. So hopefully, like, I don't know if these cars are going to be used for racing. If these cars, wait, could this have been this Wednesday? Because this article is posted today. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. But something that is really cool about this car is um it is capable of producing 1,000 horsepower. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with cars... This is a lot. This is like big time speeds. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, as I said earlier, it talks about the design. It talks about how it's, the design is mostly between a Bugatti and a Lotus um, FGA. And there's like a particular Rocket Age, um, like, um, what's the word? Kind of like um, view like surrounding the XP-1. And it just looks really cool. And you can also... Um, the XP1 will be able to go 0 to 60 miles per hour in 2.2 seconds. That is That's zooming, like guys. Crazy. 2. Point in, all right, in 2 seconds, you're going 60 miles per hour, which is faster than you can drive unless you're on a highway. Like, in 2 seconds. Think about how fast that is. 
two seconds, you're driving 60 miles per hour. Another really cool thing is that this company is actually working with NASA mm -hmm. and they have agreements and licenses to um, a number of NASA technologies. Yeah. And Hyperion is working with NASA to try to get their rockets a little bit more hydrogen based. Um, obviously, it's better for the environment to an extent. Yeah. And so that would be really cool to see hydrogen based rockets. Yeah. And it's all wheel drive, which is like something that barely any cars ever have anymore unless it's some kind of like truck or something and even not a lot of trucks have like something like off-road has all-wheel drive and this supercar this race car is going to have all-wheel drive and that's and this, is the, this car has everything yeah. that you could ask for it, in the car yeah it has multiple electric uh motors um to turn the hydrogen juice into zero emissions power and on a full tank the hyperion said the supercar will go 1000 miles 1000 miles that's better than a gasoline car in terms of trips to the fuel pump and it's electric let's like in terms of like um teslas like the big problem is a lot of times like the fuel this thing goes off of hydrogen and um like uh, what is it um what is it like batteries and it's like still 1000 miles that's insane and um also in two years they say that they hope to actually make this a commercial car so that's crazy in, in us they will it'll open production in the u.s and hopefully try and start selling it in two years so i just i just find that super insane uh what do you think matt i mean this is so cool it's like it's a car from the future essentially yeah but um this is definitely really cool but another thing is um you can actually lease you're actually going to be able to lease this car in the future mm -hmm. and um they haven't actually confirmed the price but it's gonna be somewhere i think um sub 400 dollars per month lease rates almost um it's just well, they do for not how many, for how many months though because that's like that i think you can lease it just as much as you want as long as you can pay for it well i know that but like if we're able to see how like 400 dollars how many months we can track down what the price is um let me search up the price for this real quick um Hyperion. There's there's no actual price yet, um, because right now there's only like three hundred available. Yeah. But that's definitely something that we're gonna be looking out for in the future because this is gonna be a pricey car. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. But um, moving on to our next subject, um, this is actually about a lot of tech companies. So recently with COVID-19, we've seen that a lot of tech companies have been advancing like big time mm -hmm. with their tech. And one of those companies is Xiaomi's. I have no idea how to pronounce this, but it's X-I-A-O-M-I. -I. And they have actually made a TV that defines the laws of TVs. So this TV is essentially a transparent TV. But it's 70... It's $7,200, hmm. and it's releasing as part of the company's 10th anniversary. Um, and the TV essentially provided a picture that is so good that it looks like it's going through a window into another world. Wow. And um, it was essentially a window. The TV is a window. I mean, I don't even know what type of... If it's like... Is this like 100K? 100K footage or something like that like 100 hd i'm not sure but it's got oled oled technology just like the samsung watch yeah. and it's got toled screens 
um, that use transparent components all the way through the stack that makes up the screen. And with no need for backlighting, each diode emits its own light. That's insane. Um, and so basically what happens is this TV produces the image on the screen, but it also um, gives the type of backlighting that makes it look like it's a window. Yeah, no. So this is really cool. I also encourage, um, like, as the last one, go look at a picture of this. Because, like, it's yeah. like, imagine, like, a giant TV that normally will have, like, a black, maybe, like, some sort of, like, black background. But instead, make it super thin, like a window would be, even thinner than that. And then it could be completely clear. So, like, you're walking by your house, it just is see-through to the back of your wall. Hopefully, there's not a lot of cords poking up through there, because then that would be kind of ugly. I know. That was turned strange. off. Although, I do think they have, like, a little um, power box where you can, like, hide your cords. And I bet you something like this, that's worth $7,000, will probably only have, like, a power cord and then maybe, like, one slot for an HDMI. Or not just one slot, but, like, it should be hidden pretty well, and there shouldn't be a bunch of cords trying to access this TV for the price. So um that that does look pretty crazy like you just walk through there's it's just like a window and then you press a button and it turns into a tv yeah that's, that's definitely, definitely really, really cool. cool um so another thing that um i actually saw while doing research about this topic of technology was the new max 27 inch imac computer so we have talked about max before and i think we talked about this um but this new iMac has, um, like all computers, it has a webcam, but this webcam is actually like, it's not just a better quality, it's actually smarter. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially what it is, is it provides, essentially it's face tracking. Mm -hmm. um, so this is really cool. So if you're on a video conference, a lot of the new 180p webcam it's likely going to be the thing that improves the day-to-day -day, um, thing, especially now with COVID-19. Yeah. But if you go on TheVerge.com yeah. and you look up the iMac 27 Nano text screen, there's actually this really cool texture that improves not only the color of your background, but it also improves motion blur and the direction you're looking. It kind of almost edits your live video yeah to make it look like you're in person and this is honestly such incredible technology mm -hmm. that when compared to normal uh what's it called like compared to normal cameras video yeah, cams, yeah. webcams um it's almost like when you're it's looking uncanny. at someone's webcam and his zoom yeah. call it looks blurry yeah. kind of because it's, it's over it's no over it's over a service like where for instance let's say you have normally just have your camera like your phone's camera your web your what's it called's camera and you like take a picture you look at that picture it looks really great and let's say you're facetiming a friend and you flip your camera it won't look good as that picture or like front screen or like video or anything but and the reason why that is is because like it's over a stream it's over the internet and it's taking time to process your photo so it won't be able to be at its highest graphics and won't be able to have it be at its higher texture and that's why for instance when you have like a computer and you have like pictures and then you like switch to like streaming it's like much lower quality um and with the mac i know yeah. they normally have a pretty good um camera and they it looks like what they're doing now is making it a lot more like cleared and making it a lot better over what's it called like i'm looking at this 
um, photo of like comparison. And it goes from like this dude looking at the uh, camera and in the background, you see a TV. You can't see, you can't really see reflections. You can't see anything on the TV. And then with like the new refined version, you can see like smudges on the TV, you see the reflection and all the stuff on the back. You can't see that with the normal one. So it makes it look like an actual camera, like an actual, you're actually looking at something clear. So it's pretty cool. Another really cool thing about this is, um, I'm not going to take too long on this, but it's called nanotechnology. Mm -hmm. It's nano texture option. Essentially, when you're looking at a, at a computer, it's obviously got the, essentially, it's glare. And what this technology does is it edits the picture into a way where it's not going to produce any glare just looking at your computer like head on so that's um really cool things that are happening right now with technology and um bobby you want to get into this next subject i i got you so this is about apple and tesla and how they actually um had a stock split if you need the definition for that i'll read it um a stock split is what when it what it means when there is a decrease of market price in individual shares not causing a change of total market capitalization of the company so pretty much um what happened was on monday um ah, wait let me read this i just read the wrong part okay um apple and tesla arguably two of the market's most popular companies both announced stock splits in recent weeks. Um, are these maneuvers good or bad for investors? Um, here's what you need to know if your shares are being split in two or three or four or five. So I know most of you guys probably won't be um, in, like investing in stocks unless you're my grandpa. Um, but pretty much uh, what's happening is they are changing up their stock, they're splitting in half and it could most definitely affect like your prices and um, what stocks you hold. But as they said, um, it's pretty much making like the prices of like each stock cheaper, but then it's also making there be more and more stocks. So that's that's pretty much what it means by that. And I was just saying Apple and Tesla both did that. So they made more and more stocks with their like upcoming items and stuff. I was just going to put that out there. Yeah, that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. I mean, I don't know how that's going to affect People who actually do do make their money off of stocks yeah. and stuff because that like means that. you have to buy more stocks and make less money off of it or i mean well it depends it's instead of just buying some stocks and making a good amount of money most of the time unless you're um, not getting any money um instead you have to buy even more stocks just to make the same amount of money so i don't know it just i think if anything it'll just be more to deal with and more to keep up with which is kind of dumb, but I think in the, I, I think it actually is good for the companies to do. Maybe not for the investors, but it's just more work for them. So I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah. Um. So right now we're gonna talk about something that I'm sure a lot of people know about, and it's the tropical storm Isaiah's. Um. And it left a lot of people without power for a very long time, and I can actually attest to this because um several people that I know, several of my friends couldn't like be on their computers and stuff for almost a week because the power went out for that long and so yeah so isaiah's was a tropical storm um and within it there were 16 tornadoes that ripped through virginia um south carolina just places like this and the tornadoes um they the speeds were up to 111 miles per hour 
um there were some that were even 135 yeah. miles per hour and like the damage could have been really really bad but thankfully um the damage didn't affect so many areas extremely extremely bad but their power outage was the main thing this is normally what gets most people after a storm um the massive power outages in the wake of the tropical storm they could be just a taste of the challenges ahead for already vulnerable utilities during an especially bad hurricane season and that is what an article from the verge says in more than 2 million people from across New York, New Jersey and Connecticut um lost their power. Um so that was as of August 4th and just a few days later, almost a week, thousands are still not don't have electricity and um thankfully they all got it back on August 11th when the governor of New York and Connecticut called for investigations into why this happened and obviously it was a problem with like the fact because of coronavirus people haven't been able to attend to power lines yeah and the power things at least hence a storm yeah. came and it completely knocked everything yeah. out and i'd say like like i mean there still would be able to be people but there would be a lot less and it would be a lot more work um and also like there's like people starting school now um and you're still doing like a lot of like companies and people's jobs are still doing online stuff um and like we're using online a lot more these days as we normally like as everyone already knows of course um but like a lot of people would want if like if their power is out and their computer's dead or their computer is like a desktop and it needs to be plugged in and your phone's almost dead like you're gonna like it'll definitely affect like school and work because you don't have power so you'd have to like Unless you have like a generator or backup power or you have to go somewhere to charge all your stuff. Um, I'd say that'd definitely be a big difficulty for fa- a lot of families in these areas that were affected. So we just got to hope that their power does get back on and they can get back to this online life. So, yeah. Definitely. But um, something else that I see here is that not only does... Well, in 2019, after Hurricane Sandy... <laughs> Um, there was addressed that there was vulnerabilities in the power grid in New York and in Connecticut. And um, obviously this was kind of overpassed. But right now, after um, over 400,000 people in New York were left without power, the government needed to spend, get this, 5.2 um, billion? No, 1.8 billion and 5.2 billion dollars to address the fact that they've left um the power grid vulnerable for this mm-hmm. long and that's a big that's like a big chunk of money from the from the state's budget yeah. just to fix something that they could have fixed a long time yeah. ago that's so, a lot of money guys billions yeah, of dollars definitely oh. so um i think it just about wraps it up for this episode you guys thank you so much for yeah. watching um Make sure to go follow us on our socials. Happy Random Show 2020, uh, like always. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening uh, to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share us with a friend. And uh, yeah, be uh, tuned for the next one. See you guys later. Yup. Yeah. Bye.